There's a few significant things about It's For You. The, the first thing that comes to mind for me is that it's actually the first thing that Lyle and I ever wrote together. When I made the, the plunge and left Gary's band and began this quest to convince Lyle to do this with me, Lyle was actually out on the road at that time with Marlena Shaw, who's a great singer. I was done with Gary and I knew that Lyle had a, had this commitment for two weeks or something like that with Marlena Shaw and you know I was calling him and saying you know I hope you'll do this um, with me you know I'm going to put together this band and he said well you know the guitar player just quit so we need a guitar player you want to do it and I was like sure because also I'd always loved Marlena Shaw so I went out on the road with them and when Lyle and I had you know, a day off, we would get a room at a rehearsal studio or, you know, a music store and just play. I remember we were in Orlando, Florida. We were playing at the High Ally there. And we went into this rehearsal studio and we wrote what is the basic melody for It's For You. It's For You is a really fun piece for me. It's the uh, only time I got to play synth bass, uh, keyboard bass. And it's not something I've really worked on, so I wasn't really sure what to do. And I think it's really busy, but it was so much fun. And it features this great strumming from Pat. I mean, that's one of the defining elements. Uh, it had my signature synth sound playing the melody. And then we had the section, the second section, to really feature Nana singing. So we'd built up a kind of corral with a uh, again a number of overdubbed synth parts and some overdubbed voices to again match the sonic environment of the rest of the record to get some layering in there to get the notion that things aren't always as they seem we'll start a piece with one mood but be prepared because it could go someplace else and it, it goes into this middle almost spiritual place And I was a bit of a reluctant singer, but I had written all these parts that were going to result in a sort of almost choir effect with the polyphonic voices in there. So we talked him into doing it with enough reverb and enough coaxing. He was willing to do it. It was very game. could, through overdubbing, 
take advantage of strumming, take advantage of me playing, you know, linear kind of improvised melody stuff, like what the solo part of that is. And also, one thing that, it, that we've never really utilized since is Lyle is a great bass player. Um, his synth bass playing is very unique, and it was a chance to kind of get to that, too. I also think it's worth uh, mentioning that it ends up with the most energetic, exuberant guitar solo on the on this vamp. It's just one of my favorite Pat solos of all time, and it was just fun to play, fun to record. The spirit of it was so upbeat. I just don't remember having any problems in getting that tuned on tape. The guitar solo part of that tune was a one and only take, and I remember thinking, man, I wish I could do that again. But, you know, everybody's saying, no, that's it, it's good, leave it alone. And, you know, that's one of those solos, too. I've had probably 10 different people send me versions of them singing that solo or playing along with that solo. There was a gospel group that did an entire version of that solo where they wrote words to it. And, I mean, you know, it's one of the probably four or five most talked about solos and it's a tune it's for you as a tune that we attempt to do live it seems like every few years and you know the standard that's set on that record of what that tune is we just never seem to be able to match it <laughs> ¶¶ 